Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan. It's so exciting to join you today for today's re- podcast recording. I've got a very happy, smiling face on the other side of my computer. Welcome, Regold. Hi, everybody. Nice to be back. What are you giggling about? How quickly we talked about this podcast and you were on the air. (laughs) Off we go. No time to waste. I'm very, very important and very busy, right? (laughs) At least I like to think so. (laughs) Hey, I've just come back from the Australian Dance Festival, which I know is an event that you um, spoke at last year. And I got so much overwhelming positive feedback from um, studio owners and teachers that I ran into there. Really? Yes, they're big listeners. What were they talking about? Oh, just that they love the podcast, that they've been listening, and then they were they were relaying things that they'd heard and things that we'd spoken about. And of course, well, you you know, Ray, we record this, and then it, it actually doesn't go to air for a couple of weeks, so it's easy to forget what you said a couple of months ago but I had people saying to me oh yeah absolutely I am um, I, I felt that too or I knew that as well and and when you said that it really resonated with me and I was like and I said what <laughs> but then, you know, well, then it started coming back and I was like oh okay that's really awesome so it's um it was really nice to hear that that um we've got some Aussie listeners out there as well big, big you know I'm getting good feedback on my end too uh on the other side of the pond from dance teachers and studio owners who are really liking it. And I'm liking it. Oh, me too. So if you do like the podcast, we'd love you to jump on and write us a rating or a review. Um, Of course, that helps us share the love of the podcast all around the world, literally all around the world. Please leave us a a rating or review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your Um, to your podcasts and today we're talking about something which is really timely for this time of year um, when registration has started and um, everybody's kind of got into the swing of things in your school classes have started and you're starting to build momentum and then you look at the numbers and go actually we're not quite there we need a couple of more students a couple of hundred more students um, to kind of get us to the point that um, to get us to reach our goals that we've been aiming for. So this is how I first I want to start off this way. I never look at a season maybe at the end. But most of the time I never look at a season having started as a reason to close registration. So let's start with that philosophy. Yeah. I also know from experience that October and November is when parents settle down with their kids' schedules Mm -hmm. after determining school and I guess what I would say are their major priorities. And many people would think about going to lessons in October and November and that we should solicit for those particular groups of people. If I were to say specifically, this is what I do. I go through my schedule and I determine the classes that I could put more students into or that that were smaller than I wanted them to be. And then 
I would figure out a way to market the class individually. So let's say we're talking about a, a preschool class on a Saturday in the AM. Mm -hmm. I might put it on its own web page and then drive the traffic either through social media to that particular class. So I'm selling that one individual product to the potential clientele. And I would do that with all, like let's say I had three preschool classes. Maybe on this page I'd put those three preschool classes and focus on marketing to fill those particular classes. Then maybe I have a couple of hip hop classes that I need to fill. I change the marketing a little bit and gear it towards those hip hop students and drive them directly to those classes, the times and the information. Because we're no longer selling the school. We should be focused on filling the classes within the school that we need to fill. What do you uh, think of that? Well, that's a really interesting definition um, and distinction you made there, Ree, in terms of the the class itself, marketing the school, which is what we do, you know, all over the summer, we're marketing the school, we're selling the school and, um, and our brand. And then actually having a look at the figures and the numbers and going, right, this is where I actually need to get students in. It's no use me advertising musical theatre because all of our musical theatre classes are full. We want to fill that class on the Saturday morning. And then, you know, even the important things about, well, what does Saturday morning mean? How can we market Saturday morning? So the the parents that will want to come on Saturday are busy during the week. So we say that in our advertising. Are you too busy during the week to get your child to dance class? Bring them along on the Saturday. We've got a great Saturday spot just for you. Actually, I want to say to you, as soon as you started to say that, I think that it would be awesome if, if let's say, Saturday was your weakest day to go on a Saturday campaign to fill those classes and what is going on. Great idea. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're exactly what you said, your marketing for your hip hop and you, on, on a Tuesday afternoon is going to be completely different to that. But I want people to make sure that they really understand that when you, if you are going to put money behind a social media campaign, and if you are going to start, you know, if maybe you're going to put an ad in the newspaper or you're going to start talking about it, it's really important to have a distinct web page to send everybody back to because the Saturday parent will not want to just go to your website and then have to find Saturday and find whatever class that is when they get to the website. They want, you want to have a link that's on that advertising that takes them straight to, you know, abcschoolofdance.com slash Saturday. And that's so important. It. So important. We, we call that a landing page. I don't think we use that word enough within our industry because I don't know that we've got that far yet. But yes, it's a landing page and it's to promote that particular product that you're trying to sell at that time. Yeah. And in our case, we're, we're selling these classes that we need to fill. So it's also important to have a look at your numbers and to find out what your gross, gross profit margin is in each of the classes that you're running. Because whilst you might have three kids in a, in a, um, a ballet class on a Saturday and 
10 kids in a hip hop class on a Tuesday, if your overheads for that hip hop class are much more expensive, say the teacher's more expensive or um, the hall that you're hiring at that time is more expensive, um, then it might not mean that you need more kids in the ballet class on the Saturday, depending on the gross profit margin. So it's important to look at your expenses when it comes to each class, because it's not just about filling your class to your maximum number of 12 or 16 or 32 or whatever your numbers are for your studio. It's about making sure that you're breaking even for each of those classes. And that may mean that you only need one extra student in a class, or it may mean that you need 10, but you need as the studio owner to know that information and to know what classes need filling before you can even think about a landing page or think about advertising for a certain class. It's really important to know those numbers. Okay. So let's take it in another direction. I have a couple hundred kids in my studio now, and I'm going to give them all a little gold card. And that little gold card's gonna go to a special friend and entitle that friend to a free class or a free observation of a class. And we're gonna do that one week. For us, I like October and I like the week before Halloween because it's kind of a disruptive week as it already yes. goes yeah and so it's not like a bringing multiple people it's this gold card that gets handed out by your student to a dear friend who they want to invite and uh i really like the idea yeah, Rather than the bring a friend week, it's the special pass. Yes. Um, and we have to give a shout out to Libra Dance Studio, who's an idea member. They did this just recently. Um, Laura is very clever. Um, that idea of the gold card, the golden ticket, something special that they get to give their, um, their friend. So it's not just a, oh, come along whenever. It's a, this is yours and you get to bring this to the dance studio. Um, it could be so powerful, especially during those um those weeks that are going to be a bit more disrupt disruptive anyway and you want to kind of get some more numbers in the door right i also feel like um our website our social media should be focused on that we're still accepting registration that we're uh still have class classes that are open i think uh, it, it's a slight mistake for all of us when it comes to our original season marketing when we say registration closes on September 5th. Like, I look at that and I go, oh, I don't think we should ever say that. Yeah. So I, I want us to go in the opposite direction. Is and that... Constant, so, so for, uh, for instance, would be here's one of the these classes that that needs to be filled maybe I'm gonna go in there and shoot a 30-second video of that particular class and I'm gonna go online and say this is our Tuesday tumbling fours class and look how much fun we're having and there happen to be four openings left I do that in October yep to sell the product yep so I just have to back up a little bit, Ray, because the idea of registration closing is quite foreign to me. We take registrations throughout our season. We, we never say that it's closed. Um, is that quite common that studio owners say 
I'm going to say less and less. But I think the studio owner in the States leads you to believe, but I get it because there's a, there's a reverse side to this, but leads you to believe that time is running out. Mm. But at the same time, they have to do that because they need people to start with the season. Yeah. So it's a catch, it's a catch 22. It's like, go ahead. You don't want people to think um, if they have seen your advertising for a month that registration is closing on September 5th and then they finally get their act together on September 20th and they don't even go to your website because they know they've heard that your registration closed. So you're kind or of- Or the last post on your Facebook page was that last day of registration and they missed it. Ooh. Follow that? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want them them thinking that especially if they're then keen to buy because they're already you know warm leads by that stage they're ready they want their child to dance and they're ready to buy i i believe a lot more of our clientele is ready to buy in october than we think Mm, for our for our u.s listeners and maybe even if i uh were to take that a little further for the southern u.s listeners who go back to school in August, we could be talking September here for you as this month that's the month after registration and still pulling them in. Mm. And we're talking about March if you're in Australia. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, I, I think then thinking about it, not obviously for this year, but for next year, thinking about a different incentive that is going to close. So if you want people to get registered by a certain date, then you have a special offer that finishes by that certain date, not necessarily the registration. So you get your free t-shirt on registration closes on the September the 5th, or you get this percentage off your registration fee, or you get, I don't know, lots of different ideas of things that could finish at that time so that people still know registration is open. Yes. So are you talking about early registration? No, I'm just talking about instead of ever saying that registration is closing. Yes, okay, I got you. You say something else, something else is finishing, something else that they'll want, so they're, you know, enticed to try and sign up before that date. I'm with you. I'm totally cool with that concept. (laughs) I'm coming up with ideas that are different deadlines and also leaving the concept open that if October is more convenient for you, we are not going to turn you away. Yeah. And so then it needs, I know there's lots of dance studio owners that have got their hands on their head at the moment going, Oh my gosh, no, no, I don't want extra people after I've already set routines and I've set spacing and I've set costumes and all of that. But when it comes to recital time, what we're saying is yes, continue to take registrations, but be very clear with your communication in terms of what um, that parent will expect. If it's too late, if you have a cutoff date that they have to register before, you know, March the 4th to be part of the recital, then anyone that inquires or registers after that date, you've got to be very clear with your communication that yes, they're more than welcome to come and join the class. We would love to have them as part of the school. They will not be in the recital. They will not have a costume this year, but next year they're going to be so well prepared and ready for the show and exciting, exciting, exciting. I'm with you 100% on that. 
Um, I think I actually uh, think a little differently than some of, let's say, the members of IDEA, who I believe would take a student up until the last couple months before a recital and could prepare them. They feel like they could prepare them. If you ask me the last three or four months before the recital, I'd have a hard time. Number one, achieving getting that child a costume. And if I did pull it off, would it come as the same costume as the original order, et cetera? Um, so for me, I'd start thinking about creating like six week courses for these kids to take. A six week gamma ballerina prep pre-ballet program, get them mm. into that program for six weeks, give them two recital tickets, complimentary to see what it's all about. Cool. And get them registered for the fall. Yeah, so I like that. You'd have to decide as a studio owner where you're comfortable, where your cutoff point is. Um, and then come up with an option. So yet again, you're still not turning someone away. Yeah. I just um, kind of get, you know, that hair on the back of my neck turns up when you talk about finding a child an extra costume, Ray. Just the stress of, you know, if you do get yourself into a position where you haven't communicated clearly and this parent suddenly thinks that they're going to, the child's going to be in, in the recital and you don't want to annoy them and you don't want to turn them off because you think then they won't re-register. And so you may get the registration the next year, but you pay for it in stress and time trying to keep them happy and run around and get it. Oh gosh. I just. And I've also learned, you know, just little tricks of the trade. If I order a costume from a company, at least this is the way it is in the States. I order it in November. I'll get that product in January, but then if I order that same product in March, I'll probably wait two or three months for the product and the bulk of fabric that it was created from is two shades different than the original costume. So now this kid doesn't look like all the other kids (laughs) because the costume is different. It wasn't from the same lot, if that makes sense. I know our listeners will know what I'm talking talking about. And then not only is the parent cross because the child's in a different costume, but you have put all your heart and soul into this incredible routine with this incredible costume and then it's spoiled. Correct. Crazy. Correct. Or you just make believe you don't see anything and you move on. (laughs) (laughs) You must pick and choose the fights you're going to go for in this dance life. I really think that's a whole other podcast topic, Ray. I I agree with you. (laughs) I agree with you. So let's uh, go one more place with this, bringing in the students in the fall. And this one is hard. I think it would be kind of cool for the studio owner or somebody who's well-respected to get on the phone and call 10 to 15 of the kids who didn't return from the year before. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about immediately. I'm talking about a month later where you can actually have a conversation and say, we noticed you made the decision not to come back. Curious why, 
Yep. And learn something. And actually, you may get some of those people back because they were just too busy at the time and let it go, and now are embarrassed because they didn't take care of it like everyone else did. Mm -hmm. And your phone call brought them back in. And that's a, that's a really interesting um, conversation to have, but a, but a brave conversation. I know a lot of studio owners would have been shaking in their boots when you just said oh, that. Oh, you, you must be brave. You must be. Um, you've got to put your big girl panties on and pick up the phone because not only is it great to build rapport with those parents that you had relationships with previously, but it's great to get feedback and it, and it might be negative. It might be that, you know, Miss Julie said something cranky to little Susie and then Susie decided she never wanted to dance again. You need to know that as the studio owner. It might be that the class used to be on a Monday at four o'clock and now it's on Thursday to four o'clock and she can't make it. And that's okay too, but you need to know that as the studio owner, we must always be evolving and learning. And if you're not um, open to feedback, then um, you're not going to be able to grow very fast. And you want to know what uh, I'll add to that. My earthy crunchy self <laughs> is that I think there'd be more responses to the second thing you said, which was, oh, the class was on Monday and now it's on Thursday. And all of those people who you may have been worried about or paranoid, or you said, wow, I really like that kid. I wonder why she didn't come back. You may feel better after that than yeah. having wondered in your head. And mm -hmm. maybe that kid says that and you say, you know what? We have a new class on Monday and it's this. Would you like to try it? Yep. Yeah, but you don't know if you don't have the conversation. You got it. So I'm thinking we put out a challenge to our studio owners, Ray, to for them to pick up the phone this week and call maybe just two, maybe not 10, but maybe just two. Two of their customers that they had last season that have not returned. And then let us know how it goes. Yes, let us know. Let us know if you went for a glass of wine afterwards. <laughs> That sounds good too. Or if you took it to heart and uh, you learned something really great and you're moving forward. Mm. Or you might have gained a new student. Yes. Or a returning student. Absolutely. Awesome. So it's not too late to bring in new students, especially at no, this time No, I, I don't think it's ever too late if you want to be creative. I could come up with a concept to bring new students in and... In closing, I want to say this. If I were to run a program in April and my show is in June, even if I have four kids in that program, I'm going to run it. Even if it could be a slight loss or it could be a break even, because I'll have those four kids as padding for the fall. Mm -hmm. So I consider that an investment for the fall, an investment for the future. Yep. So these programs that you start in order to keep these students coming in, don't think they have to have 15 kids. Yep. It's about an investment. I like that. Investing yes. for the future. You got it. That's a good way to end this. Absolutely. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Stacy, And everybody, enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us for Ray Gold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at
at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey 